Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets. What's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. The show was, of course, Commodity Watch Radio, hosted in association with Mindsight, uh, but we have now changed the name. Now, today I am sitting in the Chesterfield Hotel in uh, Mayfair, which is the most expensive place on the Monopoly board, as English fans will know, and I'm sitting with Jean-Marc Staudy, who is the president of Riverside Resources. Now, Riverside uh, trade under the ticker symbol RRI. They're listed on the TF. SX Venture Exchange. They have a market cap of about um, $10 million Canadian dollars. Uh, they are currently trading at about 47 cents. And their strategy is to acquire early stage projects with significant potential and then find partners to advance these projects to development. Um, so they have a very experienced technical and financial management team. They're, they're mainly operating in the southern United States and in Mexico, I should say. And their partners or their investors include Kinross, uh, Rick Rule, and Lucas London. Now, as well as doing that, uh, Jean-Marc is also, um, he's a great networker, and he's one of these people, you meet him at mining conferences, and he knows everything that's going on, and he seems to know about every other company and what this resource is like, and he's a great way of kind of filtering out the, the rubbish and getting to the truth. So what we're going to do in this interview is we're going to talk first, in the first 10 minutes we're going to talk about Riverside and then we're going to um, talk about junior mining companies we'll find out which other companies Jean-Marc likes uh, he might even identify a couple of ones that he doesn't like um, and uh, we'll just talk about junior mining generally. So Jean-Marc firstly welcome to the show and um, why don't you start by giving us a quick introduction to Riverside. Well thank you Dominic it's wonderful to be here in England on a tour and from Riverside stand point we're very keen right now on our drilling in the southern part of Arizona we're drilling the Sugarloaf Peak project Sugarloaf Peak is a large gold system we've put on our website some of the new movies and we've also put out a new press release that we're going forward with the drill program the drilling that we're doing there is very exciting for Riverside because we're drilling into a 1.5 million ounce historic resource as a gold body that gold body has amazing upside potential and is very similar to nearby mines the companies that have mines nearby are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Riverside with a $10 million market cap, half of which is just in cash, is well poised to grow, and we're very excited right now about the growth potential. Um, the, when you said a, a 1.5 million ounce deposit, I mean, is that that's proven up by, by old methods, or, or it's, how do you identify that? that thank you. The, that's actually a historic resource, and we've written a complete technical report and put that out on the TSX and also on our website. It's a historic. It's non-43101 compliant. What that means is it's old historic information, and the resource was done back in the late 80s. And that resource is therefore not fitting with the current standards, so Riverside's going and re-drilling. We're not re-drilling the entire resource at this time. We're drilling a few keyholes, core drilling, to figure out what's down there and to begin to build the re 
the information about the property. Uh, okay. Now, the process of 43101 obviously came around in the wake of the uh, Briex scandal, and it's a way of, um, it's a kind of industry standard of, of proving up a resource, if you like. And I know some of the more maverick miners just. Uh, dis- decide that they don't want to prove they don't want to do a 43101 compliant resource because it costs them money they know it's there they're going to drill for it and they're going to make the mine anyway and um, is that a kind of are you going to prove up a 43101 resource or are you going to kind of do it your own way if you like riverside strategy is a joint venture model we try to de-risk projects and then find partners so the 43101 approach is very important we really want that all investors are well taken care of and it's very important to follow through with those characteristics for riverside we're not trying to go through the whole steps to make a 43101 resource. Our business model is to drill holes, begin to identify a large gold deposit that we own. In this case, we have 100% ownership in this property. If we can then sell the property or option it to someone else who then moves it forward through the 43101 process, not diluting Riverside shareholders, the great opportunity for Riverside is to go up in share value, own the asset, imagine owning a 1.5 million ounce deposit, but not spending your own money to prove it up. That's the real value in Riverside. We've done this over and over again. We do the joint ventures on over half of our portfolio so far. So we don't dilute the share structure, and we as Riverside shareholders own amazing gold deposits. Excellent stuff. And um, one of your strategic investors is Kinross. Have they kind of optioned some of your other properties? We've actually done better than optioning with Kinross. We like Kinross very much. Not only do they own 6% of the company, we've been able to work for them in a part of Mexico, not necessarily taking over any of the projects we have, but instead they like our projects enough that we are generating new projects on their behalf using their capital. Most times that's done as a private placement where a company gets shares, but in this case, this is direct investment, so the Riverside shareholders can prosper by the capital from Kinross. For Kinross, it has the opportunity to get new projects paid for by Kinross using Riverside's people. I see. So Kinross will say, here's X, X uh, amount of dollars, go out and find me something, and if you find something... X percent is mine and Y percent is yours. Exactly. So right now it's $400,000 a year for two years of Kinross's money, and Riverside gets first off 50% free ownership in that. That's a great deal for Riverside, and it gets better. Kinross then has the chance to go to 75% by spending the next $3 million. That's great for Riverside. Then Kinross can go through and do a bankable feasibility study, and they can go to 90%. That's great for Riverside. Riverside, all the way through, is not diluted at all, has not spent any of their own money, and we've gotten a free carry using our intellectual property. That's a great deal. If Kinross doesn't like the property and it comes back to Riverside, we get it 100%, and Kinross gets to keep a royalty. That's great for Riverside. It's a really good deal for both Kinross and Riverside. So you're... you're um, basically, you're explorers. Uh, you're you're full-blooded explorers. And but but exploration, as we all know, is is uh, you know if you don't hit the bullseye straight away, you're finished in many cases. You're kind of 
taking that risk out of it? We, there's exploration and there's discoverers. If you go to our website, we say value through discovery. Exploration is an activity. We try to be discoverers. We try to take the capital and find deposits, and that's exactly right. We're not trying to make production. We sell the things we discover. We option the things we've discovered to other people. We are not taking all of the risk, and the upfront risk we're trying to use other people's money, like Kinross. That's fabulous for Riverside's share structure. Mm -hmm. And as you said, Dominic, the networks, the people that I know, I've been in the industry for 22 years. We know a lot of people. So people come to us looking for projects. They also bring opportunities to us. All the time we're looking for those different steps of how we can do that. And I think it's really great for Riverside. I I should say I was uh, sat here having uh, lunch just now with Jean-Marc and uh, another gentleman from another mining company. And and, uh, there was a lot of, you know, I've got this deal, you've got that deal. There was a lot of uh, projects being talked about. So Jean-Marc knows what he's talking about there. So um, we've, 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 you currently own 100% of your Southern United States, your Arizona project. You've, and then I see on your map you've got various uh, projects in Mexico, throughout Mexico. Do you want to quickly tell us about those? Yes, in Mexico we really want to talk about the El Capitan, the Pinoles district. In the next three months, if Riverside can complete a deal with a gold mine producer, if Riverside could have now show that we've developed, discovered, and now we farm out to someone else, a mine builder, that would be incredible next stage in the Riverside business model. Okay. Riverside's been public for two years. We've now gotten over half of our portfolio into other people's hands. We've now had months of cash flow positive. The next stage is to see us farming projects over to mid-tier gold producers that then take our projects forward forward toward production with us having a free carried interest. So that's your, your kind of your gammon golds, those kind of Exactly. Levels. So yeah. a gammon gold, a capital gold or something like that okay. would be just a fabulous partner to have. Um, I should say I, I own quite a lot of shares in capital gold and I also own some shares in Riverside which I, I, I bought knowing Jean-Marc and I just like the, the setup of the chart so I'm, I'm quite enjoying what I'm hearing here because it's kind of confirmation but I notice you've got a project the Libertad project in northern Mexico that's quite close to Capital Gold's El Sonora mine isn't it? It is the Libertad project we named after Liberty it's the Liberty from Riverside and for Riverside we believe that area is very rich Capital Gold operates the Chinate mine yeah. and we have two, depos- two targets pardon, that's right. it's, very it's close in El Sonora to, isn't it it's not it the El Sonora is. mine yeah. and uh, it's very close to two of our projects. The Arizona project, which we talked about, which is Sugarloaf Peak, where we're drilling now, mm. is of the same deposit style as the Chinate Mine. Right. And you can go to our website and look at the PowerPoint presentation or look at the movie that we've actually done on our website of the different deposits. At Libertad, also a project, Riverside was able to get that from some local owners and stake a big area around it. And now we've optioned that over to Geologics. Oh, yeah. And that's a really good deal for Riverside and for Geologics. We're delighted to partner with companies that want to get going or work in Mexico. And from Riverside's standpoint, we're able to find open pit, heap leach, gold deposits. Those are the things that the major companies want. Mm-hmm. That's a major focus in Riverside. Someday, tell, tell us, just tell us what that means. Yeah, so what it means is... Heap heap leach, I mean... Yeah, so heap leach means that you can dig up the rock very cheaply and you put it out on flat areas and then you trickle water with cyanide or water with other chemicals and you extract the gold. Fundamentally, it's very low cost, it's bulk, large scale, and you can get the gold out. So you can, it's quite scalable. So you can get hundreds of thousands of ounces a year production, and you can mine millions of ounces of gold quite economically. The biggest gold producers and the future of gold production is in that way. 
and therefore Riverside's focused on owning the gold assets that are going to need to feed the gold demand. I see. And then looking at your map, you also have Chapalota, Cerro Azul and Ventosa. Do you want to tell us about those? Those projects continue with Riverside's joint venture model. Those projects, the Chapalota and Ventosa, are optioned over to a company called Arcus. In this case, Riverside does the exploration work, and Arcus provides the capital. It's wonderful for Arcus because it gives them a turnkey exploration program, and for Riverside, it's terrific because we're seeing forwarding, progressing of the portfolio of Riverside without diluting Riverside share structures. The projects we farm out, such as Libertad, Ventosa, Chapalota, and then the projects that we do internally for ourselves, like the Pinoles Capitan or the Sugarloaf, give the Riverside shareholders the chance for the upside in limiting the downside risk. Okay. And Cerro Azul, do you want to talk about that one quickly? Cerro Azul is a porphyry copper. Riverside focuses on gold and silver. We have major gold and silver opportunities. And when we have things that we can get very cheaply, we pick up those projects. And Cerro Azul is a porphyry copper system in southern Mexico. And the thing we like about it is that we were able to get it very inexpensively. When we can get projects inexpensively, then we can bring them to market to other people without putting on too many costs. That makes a real win-win. So the thing that you get with Riverside is access to a 44,000 location database. You get access to incredible technical information. So Sorry, you, where, where did you get Cerro the database Azul. from? That's part of a long history of development. I started 22 years ago as the representative for the U.S. Geological Survey, studying resources in Mexico, and that's where the database started. Since then, there's been incredible developments and new information coming out. Riverside has a full-time staff, and with that staff, we're continually compiling and putting together publicly available information. We just keep getting it and putting it together and, and synthesizing it. Now with the Internet and now with different databases, you can put it together. And we use that plus land status to give us the strategic and powerful advantage. So anyone that's investing in Riverside is exposed to a very good company working in Mexico and able to find this new projects continually. So in the next three months, you'll see drill results. You'll see growth in terms of deals going out, but you'll see acquisitions. Using the database that we've done through the years, we'll acquire great projects for Riverside. Presumably you've, you've, you've got your eye on some things then. Oh, man, we got an eye. We have a list of top ten and all the time. We really want those. It's okay, just a lot you, of fun. You're waiting to the, to the owners of them come begging. We keep working with the owners and try to find win-win solutions, okay. and it's really important that you're respectful and you find the right deal that works for people. Riverside just knows we have to get the projects, but if we pay too much, it's not going to help anyone, and we're not going to be able to go forward. Also, we ought to make sure that we clear on the shelf, so if we could com complete a deal in the next months with a project such as Capitan going yeah. out or something, that just makes you it all the You need to better. keep the deals turning over to we keep do. the money coming in kind of thing. And we have, and we've done that. I mean, mm. you know, it's so fun, Dominic. We started two years ago public. We now have six projects, half of the portfolio joint ventured out. We're trying to get deals done every quarter. That's a real growth strategy. And... We'll see some drill results from Sugarloaf in the next three months, you think? You betcha, and we're excited about those. In fact, we'll put out a new YouTube video. If anyone wants to go and see our YouTube, they're called John Mark's Geo Tutorial, and we'll put one out about drilling. Um, I was going to say, I, I watched those two, and they, they were, there was one about soil sampling, and, uh, you know, for a, for a bloke like me who's grown up in London who's barely seen any rock in his whole life, it, it is very interesting watching, you know, what goes out, what goes on when you're out there prospecting. Well, Riverside really is, wants to just instruct. 
we want people to just have a good trust and knowledge that what we're doing is really solid. And those videos are not meant to promote Riverside. Those videos are really for the general interest. One of them about map making, yeah. one about sampling, the Absolutely. next one about drilling. Absolutely, I don't think you barely even measure it. You've just got a Riverside T-shirt yeah, on, and that's the only thing you do that makes I wear it. the T-shirt proudly and commonly. Yeah. Um, excellent. So, I mean, have we kind of covered Riverside? Is there anything else you wanted to mention about it? I hope that people will see that when we have over half of our market cap now with a very tight share structure of only 22 million shares and the fact that we've got a strong cash balance, we're being priced at a very low price in the market, and we think the growth potential is very good. So at 47 cents right now, we're very excited about the upside potential. And, and your shareholders, I mentioned Rick Rule and Kinross and Lucas London. I think you've got Paul Van Eden. Who, yeah, who they're unhappy in that they got into the stock at a much higher price. So people getting in right now are quite lucky. Rick Rule was very good in find, coming in at 90 cents, and Kinross at a dollar 20. So now at 47 cents, you're coming in at half the price of which the major capital, the big hippie hitting guys, got into the stock. Mm-hmm. So we're very comfortable and excited about the upscale growth potential. And did you want to mention? I mean, do you do, uh, do funds own you, or is it uh, mainly? We have mainly retail investors, and we really appreciate that. We really think the reaching out to having many people that all can share in the prosperity and the fun of building the company. Yeah. I mean, that's delight. often the way. We with small caps, isn't it? The funds get in later on. They do. They all want to see, as we talked about, these 43-101 resources. The opportunity and the upside is really in that early-stage discovery. So I think that's really why we like the Mm. retail. We're interested in funds in the future joining the Mm. party and participating with Riverside. Now, um, so just... To, to remind you, uh, the, the, the ticker symbol is RRI, and it's li- listed on the TSX Venture Exchange. And uh, for what it's worth, I, I own some shares, and, and uh, I'm, a proud, I'm a proud owner. Um, now, the, let's, let's just talk about junior mining generally. Um, it was absolutely, I, I mean, a lot of the explorers are, are kind of, as well as being junior mining stocks, they were kind of like junior finance stocks in a funny kind of way. So they were beaten up by the credit crunch as much as anything. And, you know, you saw companies losing 95% of their value. And um, since kind of the March lows, or in fact, since late last year, the resource sector has, has kind of bottomed out. And those the, the people who are all close to producing mines or maybe have small mines already in, in production have bounced back very nicely and they've had, had a huge run. The explorers haven't bounced back to quite the same extent. Um, what, what's your kind of interpretation of junior mining just now? What, what, do you think, are you excited or are you nervous? Are you... Oh, I think it's actually, that's the opportune time, you know. Once everything jumps back, then you're fully valued. The fact that the others have all jumped back means the junior miners are now poised to take off because what happened initially, people were very afraid, and they didn't. The money's just gone to the production, gone to cash flow, gone to those things, mm-hmm. gone to now they've trickled down to the big assets. Now's the time when the money will come. As we talked about, hedge funds and different investment funds will need the return. The return now in the undervalued sector is in the junior explorers. The junior explorers are beginning to be able to finance now, and we'll see them take off. Do you, do you have any explorers you like at the moment? Do you think do somebody think, oh, that's a really good asset? Because you're out visiting mines all the time, aren't you? We are, and and it's really exciting. One of the companies is Hawthorne Gold. The thing that they're doing now is they're going forward towards production, what the market wants to see, but they're also doing a huge drill program. They had some good drills out yesterday, I think. Oh, my gosh. They put out results all the time, and I was up on site. Recently went on a tour. I went underground, and what I saw was that they're planning a 25-kilometer 
kilometers of drilling, not in one hole, but in a bunch of holes. They're drilling out not only to get into production, but a big system, and that's really exciting. Another company is Skygold. The thing about them is that they've got another, a very good I mean, asset, they, and they're Skygold exploring. Skygold were beaten up, beaten, beaten, beaten up. They've got a million ounces, if not more. More than that. They have quite a bit more, and the, they've got a lot more. And the thing is, they were beaten up, and so it's a wonderful opportunity in a stable jurisdiction like British Columbia. And it's exciting to see those type of good grades and good potential. And you're right, they're explorers that have a good value right now. Um, how far is Sky Gold away from production? I mean, presumably it's, that's years away. They have to go through the different stages, and I'm not totally up because I'm not really related mm. to that company at all. Mm. I just like them, and I think that they have good management. The president, Brian Groves, is a very honest, noteworthy individual, yeah. and I think that basically they have a, maybe three or four years before it'd be in production. I don't know for sure. I don't have yeah. that. But basically they go through a pre-feasibility study, and then right now they're at a mm. scoping resource level, and from an investor standpoint, you can make money as they go through the different stages. And do you kind of buy and sell shares in other companies yourself, or do you just stick to, stick to well, the I, job? Well, my, my favorite shares are Riverside, and I do actually yeah. do a lot in Riverside, but I do like other companies, and they're different stages. The thing I like are the prospect generator companies. If you follow Rick Rule, he's invested in a lot of prospect generators, and Riverside's a prospect generator. Do, define what that means, a prospect generator. It, it, what it means is we generate from the grassroots or we acquire the properties, fundamentally getting them very cheaply. And we spread the risk by getting other people to then do the high-risk drilling and us getting the carried interest. So that type of company takes leadership by a geologist for myself at Riverside, it fits. And secondly, a knowledge of an area. We know Mexico well. We generate, we come up with these different properties these properties have potential that other people haven't seen and we get them very cheaply. So I like those type of companies and I think they're very good for investments because you don't get diluted. The problem mm. with trying to go into production is it takes a lot of capital yeah. and trying to do that out of equity or taking on debt. Riverside has no debt. When a company has debt, there's a real danger that things can happen. So if you, um, you've presumably seen the famous chart, the anatomy of a miner. Uh, I think it was uh, Frank Lucas who, who put it in one of his essays where you, you have a company trading at a low price, then suddenly they make a, a, a discovery and their share price goes to the moon. And then the next stage is called reality sets in, where it kind of, you realize this is going to take five years, we need you know, X million dollars to put this in and the share price kind of declines and trades sideways for several years and then finally they get into production and then eventually the share price gets above the initial discovery stage. You're, you're trading that initial discovery phase. of That's where, yeah. for the speculator people, for the people that are in the stocks, that's where you'll make a lot of money and it's great. The institutions and the pros all get in afterward and out in the reality. They do all the cash flow models and the reality. So that's where I'm trading is in that early stage, the prospect generators, where we're generating the properties because those are the ones that are going to take off in that early discovery stage. The real trick is to be in only involved in the discovery but not diluting your share structures, so owning the projects that the discoveries are made on. And, uh, I mean, you're based in North and Central America. Do you like other countries, or are you, do you want to stick to the Americas? The, I like the Americas. The world's a big place, and there are lots of opportunities. For Riverside shareholders, we focus on places that we know well, that we can own the assets, have stable jurisdiction, and low capital costs. There are other projects in Chile and other, other areas, and we find that there are many uh, other 
jurisdictions that are also favourable. Okay. We've just been warned that a fire alarm is the fire alarm test is going to take place in about five minutes. So if the fire alarm suddenly goes off, uh, it, it's um, yeah. That'll be know, the end of the interview. Yeah, that, that'll mark the end <laughs> of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so you you like Mexico now? I I um, have been looking at a company based in Costa Rica. Is Costa Rica a country you know or like? I, uh, my son went there on holiday. I think a lot of people go on yourself, holiday yeah. there. Um, we like countries that have a very stable mining adventure, mining law, and a really inviting, and they need mining. Costa Rica has incredible tourism, beautiful other businesses, and doesn't seem to really be inviting and wishing for more mine development. So I think rather than trying to fight the system, it's good to work with the society and the people. In Mexico, it's a long mining history. They yeah. want mines, and there have been eight new mines opened in the last three years. Costa Rica does have some mining, but it's been very much of a struggle. And so, from my standpoint, I think capital could be more better put in other places. And describe, I mean, what are you doing, for example, over the next two weeks? You, you, you're, you're always running around, you're going to conferences, you're visiting mines. What, what, what's in store over the next two weeks for you? It's a busy time, actually. I'll be home two days over the next two weeks. I am currently in London. You're based it's in wonderful Vancouver. to be here. I'm, my family lives in Vancouver, yeah. and it's a wonderful place to be based from, and Riverside has our corporate headquarters there. But I'll be here, then I go home for one night, and then I head to Arizona, where we're currently drilling. We'll be filming the next uh, episode of the YouTube video oh, yeah. there. Yeah. Also, we'll be doing an analyst tour, so people can come and see, and they'll see the current drilling that's going on. Well, also, for myself, I'll be seeing the rocks, because we now get the opportunity to make an evaluation from our standpoint of where do we go next with this project. We're very excited about that. Then I get on a plane and fly to Mexico. I visit another one of our projects, the Capitan Project, where we have a potential company that looks to option it, mm-hmm. and so they'll want to visit it, and so we'll go out with them. And then I'll look at a new acquisition property in Durango that we'd like to get. So I'll go and meet the owner and have coffee and wear my cowboy hat and visit with him. Then I fly to Veracruz, where it's the biannual mega mining conference for Mexico and Riverside will be there. We'll have a number of our team there. We'll have corporate meeting with some of our partners, also marketing for Riverside and mainly looking for new projects. After that, it's Halloween and I'll be home with the kids. Excellent. Good stuff. Do you have any other, anyone else you, you like the look of at the moment? Well, it's hard because you always look at your competition and you got to look at it, but Capital Gold's very good. They're doing well. I, I own stock company. in Capital and they are a good company and they've done a very difficult thing very well which is to get a mine into production with a minimum of mishap but you my kind of issue if you like with capital is where do they go from here they've got a producing mine they've got cash flow do they return that cash to the shareholders do they make acquisitions how do they expand their resource you know do you have a view on that well I think they've done very good allocation with the capital the capital they've gotten they've put into mining and built a mine I think that if they could get another project that would build a mine that would be huge they do have a lot of shares out and so I think if they actually consolidated their share structure it would take them catapult them to be able to go on to other exchanges. Kind of a four for one or something. Something yeah. like that, yeah. or a six to one. It's worthwhile because then that tighter share structure could really let them take off. One last one would be Eurasian Minerals. They're okay. in Haiti, a very okay. scary place, but they're on to a very interesting mineralization there, and it's a, a good company run as a prospect generator. Have company. you been there? Or? I have not. I've wanted to go, but I've never been there. I have been over in the Dominican Republic on the other side. It's not an easy place to work, but if you're in the discovery phase, as you said, that's the time that it can really take off. Can plat the other years, yeah. made that big discovery, and now they're in the reality check. Yeah. 
different companies have to go through that reality check. Eurasian is still in the discovery phase. Absolutely. But it is in a re- dangerous country, difficult country to work. I mean, D- Dominican Republic next door, I can't... I was talking, We were talking... I think I was talking to Dave Skarika, I don't know if you know him about this, and he was saying, you know, he, he found a company in the Dominican Republic, had everything, wonderful... Um, you know, min- great mineral knowledge. It just had every the makings of a mine, but it was just upstream from a tourist resort. And yeah, so we so knew that mine was never going to happen. Well, that's the thing. So first thing you have to do, and I think this kind of is we're here, is think about what's going to make the mine work. If you're on an island in a difficult area, it can be hard. Yeah. Not not impossible, but if you're out in a dry, flat area where there's no no real people and things can really work hard, that's where. There we go. There we go. <laughs> the fire alarm is hit. There we go. I think uh, on that note, Jean-Marc, I think we'll, we'll, we'll bring it to a close before it goes off again. Thank you Let's, very much. It's, it's a pleasure, Jean-Marc. And, and uh, why don't you give out the, the website? It's, it's www.rivres.com. That's R-I-V-R-E-S.com. Excellent stuff. So it's Riverside Resources. And uh, you trade under the ticker RRI on the TSX Venture Exchange. And Jean-Marc, thanks very much for your time. Thank you so much. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 